1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Call dealing with allergies
3: like a lot of us right now? Uh, Let's bring in Jason Longshore, the analyst for Atlanta United. Um, Jason, that moment, and we've had a lot of them, okay? But to start the season with us not really knowing a whole lot about what this club's going to look like and where we might go... I got to tell you, man, it gave me chills.
4: Two of the best goals I've ever seen live in my life. Um, When you combine the quality of them, the moment, you know, what it meant, where it happens in the match, you know, part of the season, all that stuff. Like, two of the best goals I have ever seen live. Um, Just an amazing moment. I mean, I I don't fell out of my chair on the first one. Mm. Uh, I did not – see i I saw that building up on the corner i saw that they weren't looking at almada okay he's gonna have a shot from distance Mm. all right let's see if if this can develop the way i think it might and then that shot is as good as you'll find anywhere in the world and then the free kick where you know who's going to take it you know what he's going for and a, a really underrated element of it that I do think had a little bit of an effect, if you go back and watch the free kick, as San Jose's setting up, Brooks Lennon makes a run down the right side. There's no one over there. And at first, he's wide open. They could play him in. He would be into the 18 running at goal. Now, San Jose spotted it, and a defender was going to, it looked like, either probably lay behind the wall or maybe come over on that side. Mm. He has to run over, deal with Brooks. Players are rearranging. It's just that little bit of, of something to throw you off. And Almada hits a, a world class free kick to win
2: it. Unbelievable. I'm watching the replay as you're describing it, Jason. And uh, for guys who don't follow soccer, the phrase would be bend it like Beckham with those moments that we see so often in soccer, but you don't get that. You just don't get that service. And that was unbelievable. So, what happened in the first 90 minutes? Because <laughs> it looked like uh, it was going to be a one way show.
1: Yeah, I mean, look,
4: this is something that is not new in the sense that if you concede a goal early against a team who I was a little surprised they were this willing to do it, but against a team that is willing to, as the minutes tick away, sit deeper and deeper and clog up space, well, this is what happens. You know, I I think this is whether, I mean, how many times did we see Barcelona go through this? How many times, you know, Mike, have you seen Chelsea go through this? Where if you concede early, it gets very difficult. And, and that's why, you know, giving up the goal when it happened the way it does, it makes the game difficult. I think if, if we were having this conversation about a team that you fall behind and then there's no fight, you don't have any shots, you're not getting into the attacking third, everything looks discombobulated, we're having a different conversation about what happened Saturday night. But that's not what happened. The team pushed forward and pushed forward and pushed forward. Now there was a time frame in the second half and I'd like to I'm going to go back and look at this and I'll try to mention it a little more detail on Atlanta Soccer tonight this evening. But there was a time frame in the second half where I did think that they started pressing a bit, forcing shots from longer range. I thought they rushed a couple. I thought they didn't wait for the play to develop because you've been banging on the door for so long. But they found a way to get it done in a difficult situation. Any team falls behind when they did, very difficult to rescue a result, let alone three points.
3: So what's this going to look like when Yorgos is available? What's this going to look like from an attacking standpoint?
4: And it's not just Yorgos either. It's Derek Etienne. And I thought Caleb Wiley was really good in the first half. Wiley and Etienne are, are very different kinds of players, and I think both will have an effect on that le- left side. Like This week especially might be a little bit of a 50-50 between the two of them. What you're going to see with Yakimakis in this team, as opposed to Conway and Miguel Berry, who came on for him in the second half, you're going to see, one, they're going to feed that player more. Yakimakis is going to get more touches inside the eight If I'm not mistaken, there were only two touches from the forward inside the 18-yard box in the match. And, look, some of that's down to the movement from Conway and Barry. Some of that's down to if it's Yakumakis there, maybe you force the ball into that position. Maybe you take a lower percentage pass to try to get the ball into that guy. I think Yakumakis' presence is going to open up more space for others. And also get more touches inside that 18-yard box.
2: I know it's been a strange uh, couple of seasons. And then last year, you know, it just didn't certainly meet goals. And then, you know, to lose, you know, Darren Eels moves on to Europe. And we got the new guy, Garth Lagerwey, who obviously seems like he's got a, a vision. And everywhere he's been, there's been success. I love Brad Guzan's response after the match. Take a listen real quick because, oh, do not have it yet. But uh, he was going to basically, basically in a nutshell, was saying how frustrated last year has no bearing in his mind on what this season is going to be about.
4: No, it doesn't. And it felt like there was an extreme rush, whether it was on the bird app or on the blogs or wherever you want to go. It felt like there was a rush even after the result to talk about last year. This is 2023. This is a very different group. And I think the biggest thing that's different, there's two sides, there's new faces and there's new energy. I mean, when you get Yakimakis into this group, Etienne brings a very different kind of energy with this group. Uh, Luis Abram, I think, brings a very different kind of energy with this group. I, I loved what he did when he came on into the match late. But getting Brad Kazan and Miles Robinson back in that locker room brings a different energy to this group, too. And I think it's, it's easy to focus on the new guys. But getting Brad's energy back into that locker room and into that group and... One really key element that you know, we talked about on the broadcast but could easily fly under the radar is leadership from your captain, Brad Kazan. After Luis Arturojo missed the penalty, and you know, he's going to beat himself up more than anybody else is about that, at halftime, Brad sprinted out of his goal to midfield where Arturojo was and made sure to have a conversation with him, you know, try to pick his head up, try to lift him up for that second half. That's what a captain does, and at times last year with the armband bouncing around and you know, not having Brad's presence, you didn't get those sorts of moments, and, and maybe things lingered a bit. That didn't happen in, in the second half. Luis Adarujo didn't get a goal, but did his work rate ever dip? Did he ever look like he wasn't giving everything he had? No, didn't happen. I think Brad Gazan's leadership was a big part of that.
3: Leadership? It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Let me ask you about defensively. What did you think? How we looked? Certainly, it was different later versus early on. But what did you think defensively uh, about Atlanta United in this first match?
4: Well, it's kind of the same thing that I was talking about at the beginning. Game state like has a big impact on things. So you concede an early goal, and San Jose didn't attack in as maybe expansive of a way um, as the game went on. So you weren't tested in the same way as the game went on. Uh, Brad Kazan made a couple of, of really good saves. I thought the the last big save he made was uh, a, a huge one because he's a full stretch going across and pushes it over the bar and wide. Um, the goal, I, I don't like how it happened on, on multiple aspects. Uh, I thought Rodriguez, the, the center back for San Jose, was able to, carry the ball forward a little too easily. He hits the big switch to Christian Espinosa. And, and look, you're 1v1 defending there, Andrew Gutman against Espinosa. I thought Gutman had a really good night defensively. This was one time that he didn't win that 1v1 duel. But when you look behind him, Porata is in a spot where he's not doubling down with Gutman to create a 2v1 defensively, but he's, he's also not deep enough to deal with the near post. He's kind of stuck in between. And a run from Cade Cowell to the near post pulls Miles Robinson. He has to go because look, that's a that's the higher percentage play if you're Espinoza. Play the short cross as opposed to the longer cross. So Robinson follows Cowell. That leaves Lennon to try to pick up the forward, Jeremy Abobasi who had dropped into the midfield, made a late run. That's not a matchup you want in the air, and Abobasi heads it home after a good cross. They got pulled apart a little bit there. And that's something you want to see fixed as the night went on they didn't have as much to do and I thought they defended well and started attacks well and did all the things that you want from Lennon and Gootman getting forward but you can't give up that goal in that moment at least that easily with the the runners being free in that moment
2: good news, good news is we have uh, Tiago Almana what a year he's had man world cup with Argentina world champions and now obviously the way, way to kick off this season you guys will have the call against Toronto coming to Mercedes-Benz on Saturday right Jason
4: Yes, we will. Seven o'clock, five stripes countdown. Kickoff is 7.39. And Toronto, you know, they had the opposite effect this weekend. They had a 2-1 lead going into the 90th minute, and they lost 3-2. And they might not have Lorenzo Insigne. He left with what looked like a muscle injury uh, in the first half. I don't know if he'll be back for this week. Federico Bernardeschi is one of the top players in the league. Adama Diamande up top, very, very good. Uh, That midfield with Bradley and Kay and Osorio, it's, it's a better team than the result last week. But if they're missing Insigne, then they're a very different team.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.